outdoors. Follow me on Twitter. Jokes to Carl. The French duh, not the duh duh. Let's watch a full-length Welcome to LWAFLMOYT podcast. That stands for Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Let's watch a full length movie on YouTube. LWAFLMOYT. I got it. With Mike Spiegelman and Carl and Paul Brumbaugh. Hi, Paul Brumbaugh, our special guest on the show. Hey, guys. Wow, it's a blast from the past. <laughs> Paul used to be our, our follow-up, and it's great to have you here, Paul. Yeah. Uh, if you're listening, you can, there's two ways you can listen. We are streaming for those out there, and you can always donate to the station at Venmo with at Mutiny Radio. And check out their website. A lot of great shows on it. And we also have our website with the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We would love for you to subscribe. <laughs> uh, Carl, what movie are we watching today? Oh, we have a gem today. We are watching Working Trash 1990. Working Trash Be released soon. Um, yeah. Watch them. 
Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Special. really good to be back here at Mutiny after just one week of being away, which I can't remember last time I, actually that was the first time uh, since I had this show that I actually went out, so started off the trip on a Friday May 28th jumped in a friend friend's car they bought this uh, 1997 Subaru Legacy Wagon for $200, I checked the Carfax on it. It's got 48 reports. Every oil change has been record recorded. So really found a gem there. And yeah, we started off the trip in DC, cruising down to uh, Knoxville. Knoxville's a pretty hip, and t- hip town. Saw a couple of bands play at this uh, whiskey tavern. They really got the covers down there for certainly. And then uh, made our way to Nashville, Tennessee. Um, a lot of really great bands. And it really seemed like it, Nashville was starting to open up completely. I mean, there was just San Francisco and Nashville was like night and day with the masks. And uh, so got to see so many bands play. And it was... Um, really fun. It's one of the best trips of my life. I think Nashville's got to be one of my top favorite places now. And um, 
I'm just going to play this uh, this band that we had seen play. We had this uh, sign that we were carrying around the city. On one side it said, fuck yeah. And on the other side it said, get it on. And so, I don't know, it wasn't my particular idea, but it was really fun. I had a great reaction of people in the audience. Someone actually had taken the sign and was uh, in the front of where this band was in this kind of mosh pit setting and waving around the sign. It's pretty fun. So we're going to be playing a couple tracks. Uh, this is a one-minute track uh, by a band called Benin. trailer for this band what a great introduction absolutely incredible i just can't imagine like every band if they had a little introduction like that with this this video i just uh very cool yeah there's people playing on the streets they had race car stuff going on um johnny cash museum you know that's johnny cash town country's big there country's big i don't think you might not, that's what I'm saying, it's like country covers in San Francisco are like very rare. I don't know, I mean, it's like the, the least coolest thing you could do, potentially. Yeah. So, I was going to play some Tennessee rock and yeah, so we really uh, took the time and soaked up the uh, Tennessee because we're, you know, big music people and really glad that we did. So the fastest route to actually drive back from Washington, D.C. is the 66. And you go through Indiana, Michigan, Chicago, Idaho, Iowa. And you kind of come down that way and that's a lot faster. So this was a little longer trip, but there was a little more places, um, more places to stop. People were very friendly. That Western kind of Midwest friendliness, very kind. So kind. So we'd, um, from Nashville, Tennessee, we made our ways to to Memphis. And just tell what a big movement that was. Back in the 50s and the 60s, it was just like a whole rock and roll thing, you know. It was in the, the heat and the, uh, in the, the peak of 
the whole rock and roll movie. Mississippi, Delta Blues. Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash is like outlaw country. Cool. There's all this stuff, you know, being raised by poor cotton farmers and going on to be some big rock star. <laughs> so cool. Lots of farmland. Lots of people still doing the farming over there. It's happening in California. Definitely more of a thing out there. More common to be a farmer. Someone had highly recommended this place called Davy Crockett Tavern. So went there and they were just closing their doors. And we ended up at this, uh, this Tennessee, Whiskey Tennessee uh, place. It's really fun. So I'm going to play a little Johnny Cash for everyone. Johnny Cash. country outlaw look around the other day i talked with several of you and we asked each other a lot of questions i asked you questions you asked me questions and uh uh idea for a song started brewing then and since i saw you last saturday i wrote this song and i just finished writing this song the fourth or fifth rewrite this morning so that's why i've got to have the cards to remind myself of what the words are the last version i wrote this song is a very personal thing i suppose you might say but it's the way I feel about a lot of things, this song is called The Man in Black. Well, you wonder why I always dress in black. Why you never see bright colors on my back. And why does my appearance always have a somber tone? Well, there's a reason for the things that I have on. I wear the black for the poor and the beaten down Living in the hopeless, hungry side of town And I wear it for the prisoner who has long paid for his crime But still is there because he's a victim of the time I wear the black for those who've never read Or listened to the words that Jesus said about the road to happiness through love and charity why you think he's talking straight to you and me well we're doing mighty fine i do suppose in our streak of lightning cars and fancy clothes but just so we're reminded of the ones who are held back up front there ought to be a man in black I wear it for the sick and lonely old For the reckless ones whose bad trip left them cold I wear the black in mourning for the lives that could have been Each week we lose a hundred fine young men And yes, I wear it for the thousands who have died Believing that the Lord was on their side and wear it for another hundred thousand who have died. The 
side Well, there's things that never will be right, I know And things need changing everywhere you go But till we start to make a move To make a few things right You'll never see me wear a suit of white I'd love to wear a rainbow every day To tell the world that everything's okay But maybe I can carry off A little darkness on my back Till things are brighter I'm the man in black Johnny Cash, the country pioneer. Got a special guest coming in here in a little bit. Going to play us a couple songs. Sitting back in the box here at Muni Radio. Got some comedy coming up. We're actually having indoor comedy. I've been saying outdoor comedy for the longest time, but the indoor comedy is back. Doing a little mic after this show. And whoever wins, we're going to have a... Um, some judges, and whoever wins is going to get on the set, get a, on the list for a show at the Barn Dolores, potentially another really cool venue. I was at the Barn Dolores last night. That was a lot of fun. What a great lineup. Very convenient, too. It's right there on 29th and Dolores. So I was going to play another band. Uh, they're called the Golden Airs, and they're from uh, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, the Nashville, Tennessee music scene is freaking cool. Just take those old records off the shelf. I sit and listen to them by myself. That new music ain't got the same soul as that old time of rock and roll. Don't try to take me to a disco. You'll never even get me out on the floor. There's a Yeah, they really got this trailer thing down. All the Nashville artists, they um, they got it all figured out, and they uh, yeah. I mean, in in San Francisco, maybe it's just because I've been really heavily involved with the whole open mic uh, situation. Is that like it doesn't seem very cool to play covers? You know, maybe it's just because a lot of these open mics are like, hey, you know, they. You have to have a special permit to do covers, and Nashville's obviously got that down. Shania Twain was a big one. Yeah, she heard Shania Twain like a million times. It's great. Kid Rock, the Kid Rock Bar. It was like a quadruple deck. You had a band on every single floor. 
and it was unreal. We just look out. It must have been one of the first weekends that they were open for new businesses or for no mass or just being open for full, like 2 a.m. Um, the streets are just packed full of people. So I was going to play another jazz band, Nashville jazz band we ran across. Really like the name too, the Lemon Drops. Nashville Jazz Mixing the Mitts. The Lemon Drops. It reminds me of the Wizard of Oz song. Where troubles melt like lemon drops Way above the chimney tops That's where I'll be This is... Uh, Live in the springtime, this was uh, recorded um, by the Lemon Drops here. This should be good.
What a fun track. So it's in Nashville, Tennessee, the Lemon Drops. Some old-fashioned, rocky, jazzy tunes. And uh, so moving on to Memphis. Seen a lot of really great bands play there as well. The Mississippi, ran on the Mississippi River. And uh, ran across this band called Elevation Memphis. So they got a couple tracks that were just rocking this whole place. And so I was going to play a track. This uh, this track is called, well, yeah, it's a, I'm going to play their original one. Elevation Memphis.
saw Elevation Memphis in uh, downtown Memphis. That was on a, a Sunday. That was Memorial Day weekend. The streets are packed full of people. Just uh, Beale Street was something I'd never seen before. And so then from there, we um, went down to the crossroads. And so we stopped at a Graceland. Some, uh, went down the Blues Highway uh, to the crossroads. So I was going to play this song um, by one of the blues rock and roll pioneers, Robert Johnson. So it's pretty epic to go to the crossroads. You're thinking about this guy 90 years ago was playing guitar on this same crossroad. It was such a cool thing. But this is it. Sitting back here in the box, Muni Radio got a surprise guest. That was Robert Johnson. I was uh, we were able to go to the crossroads. It's um, 61 40 Highway uh, 41. So we spent some time there. I had a barbecue place there in the corner. 
It's been there for, since 1924. So then from there, you know, me, myself, and I know a lot of people out there are working remotely. It's like if you're working remotely, then why does it matter where you're doing it, you know? And so I was, I was, you know, working <laughs> remotely. And so I had my laptop and stuff. And so, you know, Neil Nyberg's driving. I got my laptop fired up. I remember thinking, it's like, you know, I got to be back by Thursday. Because, you know, I had some work-related thing I needed to attend to. So when we left the crossroads, it was uh, 1 o'clock on Monday. That was Memorial Day. And I put the GPS to the San Francisco Bay Area. And it said it was a 29-hour drive. And I'm like, holy shit. That is a long drive. I enjoyed, I really enjoyed driving. Um, but I was thinking, it's, it's Monday. So, if I'm, if we're going to be able to chill out somewhere for one day, we're going to make today count. And so, I drove until I couldn't drive anymore. And so that was at one o'clock, you know, Mississippi crossroads all the way 14 hours. It was over, it was 1100 or yeah, 1100 mile truck from the crossroads. We went up through Arkansas, Little Rock, Arkansas, uh, Oklahoma city which, by the way, uh, Toby Keith had a bar there. It's pretty cool. And through um, Texas and landed a little bit outside of Albuquerque, New Mexico and crashed out there. And then we made the rest of the truck. So that was um, 3 o'clock in the morning. So drove from one o'clock in the afternoon to three o'clock in the morning. And then we made the rest of the truck that Tuesday to Las Vegas, where it was pretty magical. It was really hot. It was like 106 degrees. It was melting. And I'm so grateful for the weather here, the Bay Area. Really good. And then we made the long haul from Vegas to the 5, to the 152, to the 101, all the way back to the Bay Area, right to San Francisco. I remember thinking when we were rolling in, like, that was the longest drive I'd ever been on. And it might be one of the longest drives you could go on in the country it was really epic so now you know, arrived Wednesday evening touched down at St. Mary's Pub local bar right there in Crescent and Mission Street and had a nice ginger beer to, to wind down the the long truck and it's probably one of the most epic things I ever did. This car had 280,000 miles on it. 
didn't have any issues on the way it was pretty solid we're out there driving a Subaru right now this thing's run forever run forever and so now back here at Muni Radio went to Dolores the bar in Dolores last night it was really fun feels so good to be back at Mutiny right now in the box. So we got a surprise uh, special guest here at Mutiny. Looks like you're getting assembled out there. Oh, wow. He's got some funny noises going on. This is fun. All right. So we are taking a call here. Mutiny Radio. This is J.W. Blunt. What up? This is Neil Nyberg. Neil Nyberg. Wow. Neil Nyberg on the line here. My, my, yeah, the, um, yeah. We just heard you talking about the trip and our, uh, our amazing magical adventure across country. Yeah, that was uh, pretty incredible, man. I think it's maybe one of the most amazing things that I ever, I mean, maybe not. I mean, like, it was so cool, though. I mean, it was really great. I felt like we really rode the wave. Yeah. That was yeah. a lot of time on the road, 42 hours. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Nashville and Memphis and then the crossroads in Mississippi. And then we just booked it all the way to Vegas. And and then, I, and then just kind of drove through the desert and the 160-degree <laughs> weather through, through Nevada and, and the desert of California back to the Bay Area where – Rolling into San Francisco, it's foggy and chilly. <laughs> yeah, I missed that after it, melting in that 106 degree weather on the road. It was just so nice to be back to some really cold, windy weather. <laughs> I was just like relieved. That was awesome. That was yeah, cool. We did it. It's incredible. Incredible, yeah. The car, but we saw the whole countryside and all the all the trees and forests and and uh, deserts and everything in between and we drove through a couple of rainstorms yeah that was the first rainstorm that that was actually early on in the trip i remember that that was coming out of dc going down the 80 and there was so much rain that people were had their hazards on they were just driving like oh my god yeah, we don't we know couldn't, what's gonna we happen. couldn't see very far at all it was like driving a jet ski we made it yeah and yeah, then, uh, yeah, yeah. We're going on going another road trip again, and we'll play some more music. And that was really fun. And so yeah. we, a couple of these gas stations, uh, that we posted up and played some music. And the reaction, I think, from my experience, I felt like it was very much more welcoming than in here in the Bay Area. But maybe I'm. Yeah, uh, it's like a spectacle too. It's like seeing out of towners playing guitar at a gas station from California. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was pretty epic. So did I hear you have a, a guest, another guest about to come on right now? Yeah, well, yeah, I have a guest here right now. Ooh, and okay, um, cool. Yeah, yeah. so, uh, yeah, it was an unbelievable trip. I'm glad you were able to call in and people were able to hear it. I know you, you're in a band here, so I'll let you do your little ping where they could find you. Yeah, um... You could uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook. We're, or our band's called Nalamora, N-A-L-A-M-O-R-A. And uh, we're based in the San Francisco Bay Area. And we're indie rock and punk and reggae. And we have songs about love and peace and unity and technology. And, and uh, 
Lots so of... thank you so much for having me on. And yeah. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Talk to you guys soon. Have a uh, great evening. You too. Much love and peace and happiness. Same and rock you. and roll. Rock and roll, brother, man. All right. Hell yeah. I'll catch up. up with you soon. Right on. Have a good night. You too. Nice. So sitting back here at Muni Radio, you hear the trip. Wow, we're going to have some made some really great connections on the way. Some people are going to be calling into the station. Um, so now I'm sitting back here with Troubadour Fools here. Out here in the, uh, in the, I, I, yeah, making some noise. It sounds so this thing calls the good spirits. There are others that call the bad spirits. This is the peace, love, sex, drugs, drugs and rock and roll, juice heart. This is the positive, good one. I could tell. Yeah, I have some evil ones. I didn't bring them today. Nice. <laughs> yeah, well, um, thanks for making a special appearance here. It's great to have you. Great to be here. You got a song for us, huh? Yeah, since this is actually a comedy place, I wrote this last week. Oh, nice. And this is somewhat sexual, somewhat funny, somewhat country, somewhat jazz, somewhat Troubadour Fools. <laughs> Got Troubadour Fools here live, Mutiny Radio FM. The song is called Food Fetish. I have some money. I have some brains. I have things that I know and things I can't explain. I milk almonds for lattes. But, uh, I have people to see, but I don't have a food fetish. Something is wrong with me. I have a guitar. And I sing my songs Sometimes I'm weak Sometimes I'm strong I have the internet and the moon I have where to be But I don't have a foot fetish Something is wrong I have nothing to say as I'm hugging a tree, but I don't have a full fetish. Something is wrong with me. I have jokes in my pocket, I have many comebacks. It sucks that songs are now called trends. I have a beach and some sand. I have waves that run free, but I don't have a foot fetish. Something is wrong with me. 
Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you, Jadendu. It's the first time I heard. Yeah, you said you just wrote that song. Yeah, last week. Yeah. <laughs> That's you know, it, actually, it was. It came out of a chat with. Uh, Laura, was it Lauren, the comedian that was uh, your guest a couple weeks back? Oh, Crystal. Crystal, thank you, Crystal. Because, you know, I meet a comedian, I was like, hey, I know some jokes, let me impress a comedian. And I said, I, you know, I wanted to write this song for like two years, and I yeah, just couldn't write it. That's super awesome that you mentioned her. Um, her and her um, friend uh, are going to be coming by and doing a comedic tiki desk. They're going to be on the list, so I'm going to be doing that on the... The twelfth. That's the first like comedic tiki desk I've ever hosted. Yeah, cause yeah, that space is so serious all the time. You gotta really bring some comedy into it. Oh, my place. Yeah, you think so? <laughs> oh yeah, that's so funny. Troubadour fools in the house. Troubadour fools. What have you been up to, man? Uh, just a lot of work. You know, I pay for my guitars and my. Almond Milk Latte is running sales for startups. I'm always working. But other than that, just writing songs, hanging out, enjoying some of the uh, regained freedoms. You know, and it's nice to, to see some of the places allow indoor seating and some normalcy coming back. But yeah, you know, it's, you know, we're definitely back in the new reality. It's not the same reality we exited when this whole thing started. So yeah, it's interesting to observe how people change, how the society changed. Um, you know, it reminds me in less in less drastic terms of what was happening around the dot com boom. I, you know, I'm quite old these days, and <laughs> how you know a lot of kind of societal changes occurred because it was now okay to be frugal. You know, as if you know before the dot com boom uh, bomb, rather it was less okay. But people went through job losses and being unemployed, and their startups imploding. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Not trying to be a historian or an anthropologist of our times here, but just you know, definitely lots of thoughts. Like all of us have tons of thoughts, generally. But in this case, you know, we have major changes in in the world happening, and I'm sure that it, that induces thoughts. Yeah, you know what? Is I I agree with that too. Just being here in San Francisco for the whole pandemic feels like everything has changed. But you know, going across the country, I felt like. We are more locked down here than anyone else. And, you know, just walking around the streets, going to the gas stations and most anywhere else in the country, people aren't even wearing their masks. And I don't know. I mean, like, there doesn't seem to be a spike. I'm not a you know, scientist. I'm not a very political person either. But I, I do. Um, yeah. I mean, what a, what a huge thing that everyone has been experiencing this past year. And so I got to ask you about the um, the foot fetish. I just how I mean I don't know. I mean, like for me, I just kind of want to. I'm thinking. I was like, if I didn't have a foot fetish before, maybe I do now. You know, it's just. Uh, uh, yeah, it's an honor to inspire you, brother. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I um. I don't have like a feet a phobia or anything. So, do you? I don't know. No, no. I mean, you know, it's you know, this country. I'm sure every country, like you know, uh, there are certain things men will buy in Japan that other countries will laugh at, and there are certain things we do here in the U.S. 
and I'm, you know, I'm talking about sexual type things. Maybe I don't really need to name them. I think people can kind of guess where I'm going with this. And yeah, I don't have a food fetish. And you know, since I, you know, a lot of my lyrics are tongue in cheek, not all of them. Some are, you know, deep and serious. Some are not. It was, it's really a joke, you know, kind of a funny song because the, you know, the lyrics have nothing to do with sex or, or any fetishes. It's, you know, it's kind of describing actually myself. I do hug trees. I am quote unquote woke in some ways. You know, so I do like partake in shamanism and uh, other pagan type things. You know, did you say bacon? Pagan, pagan. As bacon. In like, oh, know, okay. Like you know, sunsets, sunrises. You know, trees, uh, shamanic ceremonies, uh, psychonautics. Not in the sense of psychonautics. I'm, like I don't like get stoned usually, but some of the substances that came to us through tribal knowledge over the tens of thousands of years. Are here to help us do stuff. They're not here for us to, you know, tweak out to a bunch of techno music. <laughs> you know, they actually can help you focus, concentrate, look for answers inside your head. I'm talking about psilocybin, uh, cambo, sapito. Yeah. I'm not talking about getting stoned out of your head on MDMA because you're at a party. Which is, I'm not saying it's bad, but that's not what I'm talking about. Yeah. Of course, you know, you can induce uh, altered states through breathing without any substances. There are techniques like holotropic breathing and rebirthing breathing. In fact, they were invented in Esalen Institute at, uh, at Big Sur. So we actually live where a lot of this stuff came about and was researched. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of information. I don't know if anyone else out there got all that. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I, no, it's fine. No, <laughs> I, I, I think it's really interesting. I like to kind of put everything up in a mixing pot and and see what happens, you know, like the whole techno thing. It's like, I don't know. I never really got super into techno, but, um, I've been kind of infusing some of the, you know, JW blunt stuff and with, with techno kind of beat. And no, no, you could probably do that with anyone, you know, Troubadour fools could have like a, like a techno remix. Yeah, no, I've seen it even like, you know, I'm a big fan of progressive rock. And some of these bands that are kind of borderline gent, bath, math rock bands, like I think it's called Polyphia, if I'm not mistaken. You know, they've got like this whole rep percussion thing going with really crazy technical weird guitar parts, right? So I think uh, EDM is here to stay. And to your point, it's you know 2021. You know, if we're not mixing all the styles, and now there's no excuse. You can listen to Brazilian music and African music and whatever Russian folk and Balkan music and blues and jazz all at one within one hour or less and you know if you're writing songs why not mix it all right why yeah. write a boring country song in 2021 totally but then again that may sound a little pretentious and relate you know i used to do songwriting competitions and one of the things i learned is that really being relatable is more important than having the cleverest the most interesting the most intricate <laughs> song <laughs> yeah i feel like being a punk rocker that a lot of it's really based on energy and the energy has got a sport coat on and looks totally legit and corporate punk rocker over there oh me yeah <laughs> yeah i go to uh i go to the i don't know i've got myself in a in a thing where i'll go to you know just a second hand store um you know i went to whatever places that you know, would sell you a brand new suit. You'd spend like 300 bucks and then you'd rip it on the way out, getting out of your car, you know? Uh, and then that's like 400 bucks. It's like fucked. And I realized that a lot of the, um, 
the suits I'd find at a second, you know, hand store, the quality was better. And then I also wasn't paying 500 bucks, so if it ripped, then I'm not crying in my Chardonnay about it or anything, you know. Well, that's very true. I mean, you know, we do live in a materialistic society, and, you know, we're surrounded by, you know, some of the largest tech companies in the world. And, you know, a lot of those people are overpaid. And, you know, if you're young and single, and if you're 26, and you're making 200K a year, what are you going to do? You're going to buy, buy a bunch of stuff, not because you need it, because you can't. Uh, and who needs all this stuff anyway, right? What's the, what's the, you know, how does it translate to happiness or, or meaning, life meaning? But we, we buy stuff. Yeah. We all buy stuff. There's this um, local punk band called The Happies. Mm. Check them out. It'd be fun to have them on. But they're, um, they did this uh, show, this outdoor show in the sunset, in someone's backyard, and they all got these $12 suits from, uh, from the thrift store. And I think that's something really cool about that. Yeah, I have some but stigma around that. You know, I'm a first, you know, zero generation immigrant, and when we came here, we didn't have any money, so we bought stuff at garage sales. So, uh, for me to go to a secondhand store, I has still have that stigma from being a teenager and having, you know, one pair of sneakers and kids at high school, you know, teasing me about it. So it's like, no, I'm gonna go to Macy's and Nordstrom. But I'm past that now. <laughs> Do you know that Johnny Cash was raised by some really poor cotton farmers? You know, you know, I, I have I have kids, and one of the things, yeah, to your point, you know, you read like these histories, and very few mega famous successful artists came from wealth or really great backgrounds where they got all the best education and all the opportunities open for them. Of course, there, you know, there's Bill Gates, and I would imagine some rock stars came from upper middle class, like um, some of the British bands. But yeah, a lot of them came from kind of these broken families and poor upbringings which maybe drove that creativity yeah for you as well it sounds like you're going to garage sales you got another song for us huh sure you look like you're ready to play you look like you're ready to play you're just like guitar in hand do you guys want a a serious song about the quarantine so one of the ways i write songs i know this sounds very trippy but hey i'm a trippy dude so i try to channel an artist i try to imitate so when I walked in here, JW was playing Robert Johnson. So when I was writing Quarantine Blues, I literally uh, called the spirit of Robert Johnson. No, I didn't take anything. I didn't like burn a voodoo doll. I just called the spirit because I wanted to come up with a Robert Johnson turnaround. So here's Quarantine Blues. Oh, well, it's 
Robert Johnson, inspired. Yeah, that's. Yeah, so what was the first time you heard of Robert Johnson? Oh man, probably, you know, a long time ago. Can't say exactly when, but in terms of actually getting into it and trying to appreciate it, mm. definitely in the last couple of years, new, new discovery for me. Yeah. The deal at the crossroads. You know, I had to Google it and you know, the story that made the most sense uh, is that Robert Johnson showed up and was playing just okay and didn't really impress anyone. And then he befriended some guy who actually taught him how to play and he spent, you know, over a year honing his craft and apparently he did a lot of that uh, uh, lesson work or the practice with his friend at cemeteries. And when he came back to clubs um, after this year of learning, he blew everyone away. And I guess that's part of where the crossroads myth comes from is that you know, cemetery playing and this guy disappeared, you know, being a mediocre player and came back being this, you know, virtuoso with this new style. So I don't know if that's true, but it certainly sounds plausible. 
then again selling my soul to rock and roll also sounds pretty cool yeah <laughs> totally fun yeah so i wanted um so we do, we do have this tiki desk concert i was thinking about playing back your tiki desk concert unless yeah. you want to play a live set right now uh, i think maybe you know, one or two more songs live would be yeah more interesting since you know there's that energy uh you know recordings are cool too but it's a different space and time now yeah i agree okay i'll do a song that was inspired by a friend who unfortunately passed it's a song about san francisco and when i wrote it it was a very happy song about sex because she was still around and she passed maybe two years after the song so i didn't change a single word but the meaning certainly changed it's called razor's edge day once again is waving goodbyes The evening brings with it a pleasant surprise Chocolate swine before something stronger We weren't looking to ask any longer Lights magically dim and turn into candles Stories were wings, but no sandals Breathe in and breathe out, shaking a bit Coincidence, baby, is hard to beat California, San Francisco Stay, California, San Francisco, bridges that sway, California, San Francisco. A gentle caress and doubts dissolve. The battle of sexes cannot be solved. An edge of a razor, beauty undone. Filling with beauty, emptiness gone. The glamour of fashion, designer shoes. Cannot compete with your body's tattoos. Words can unite and can spread apart. Your guns bear metal straight through the heart. In California, San Francisco.
Thank you. That's a good one. Thank you. The chords too. I don't know. Maybe I spent too much time with the guitar, but I just there's. They love the chords, and um, there's a couple other songs that are out of those chords too, which there's a plenty of songs that are all out of the same chords, and so um, there's uh, Bob Marley's "No Woman Don't Cry." So those same chords. I don't know if you could play them. Um, No woman don't cry. And so it's also um, Eddie Money's uh, Take Me Home Tonight. So if, you, if you're able to take me home tonight, I don't want to let you go till you see the light. Oh, you're right. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I don't know who came up with the major to minor. Beatles certainly made it popular. But that kind of that you know way to resolve your chords, uh, I definitely listen to enough Beatles to somehow have uh, internalized that, and I use it quite a lot in my songs. Yeah, I like that too. The the minor to major transition. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's Beatles Jethro. I think everybody does it, and maybe lots of uh, examples of it in pop music. But you're so you're so right. I mean a lot of. Uh, very popular songs are, and I don't even know what the theory is, but they've got uh, some, you know, one, whatever, one, four, six, one, two, five, I don't know. I don't know how that works, but <laughs> similar progression, similar chords, but somehow we, and you know, what's interesting, I heard somebody play Chinese country music. That and, sounds awesome. And she was playing like these chords or maybe one of these standard, you know, Chinese CD, country, but it sounded, it sounded uh, like a Chinese song, even though when I was looking at her play, it was the same chords we would use for our country, but it sounded like a Chinese song, not because of the language, the, the tune didn't sound Western, it sounded Chinese. Ah, that sounds epic. Yeah. Chinese country. Well, the con Chinese that. country artists out there, <laughs> we're up the line here, and Chinese country artists out here, 415-550-0511. 415-550-511. Any country artists out there? <laughs> Not in San Francisco, but in Nashville. Wow. Everyone was a country artist. Trip. And there's probably a lot of China country. Um, there's a lot of, yeah. I mean, there's lots of artists of all kinds. I, I feel like with music, I don't know. I mean, like you got Latin music, and that makes sense culturally and language-wise. You know, it's Spanish. So I'd imagine country, Chinese country would be Mandarin. And it would be like this country music and basically Mandarin. That's what I envision. But I don't know um, how that works. I don't know. I've never heard of that hybrid before. That's pretty cool. Well, it's, you know, we were hanging out at this place uh, on Russian River and uh, just playing a lot of music. It started to play this Chinese song. And I had to ask, so what, what would the Chinese call this? They said, well, they'll probably, they would probably call it Chinese country. Because, you know, I'm originally from Ukraine and we have our, you know, our kind of folk music and it doesn't sound anything like American country. But then there are artists who write very American-like songs. Musically, anyway. Yeah. Like country, you know, country-like songs. Totally. Yeah, I mean, there's country music of all kinds and all different languages. 
I actually think that even Johnny Cash, even that outlaw country, that there was something kind of had this Latin kind of feel about it with the horns. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I had this kind of, it was pretty cool to actually be in the backyard where Johnny Cash, you know, was writing all this stuff, driving down the same freeways where he drove and it's kind of an outer body experience for sure. But I guess we, just, we can just drive up to Folsom Prison. Yes. And say we're music anthropologists and, you know, we need to walk through the prison. Yeah, so he did, yeah, obviously uh, the Folsom um, Prison is a pretty uh, well-known, you know, prison live set that he did there. But also when I went through this um, museum that there he did another one in San Quentin. And I'm just thinking, he's a... You think Troubadour Fools would want to go play at the prison? That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, you know, you got to wonder like how much of that you know performance was. Uh, I'm not talking about just Johnny Cash and not just prisons, but you know these artists they put on these shows or put on these whatever you want to call them at a prison or on a rooftop or is it publicity? Is it genuinely trying to do something different? And I'm not criticizing, but it's really interesting. Yeah, why not do a prison? Why not? do you know a rooftop right why not play off the back of a truck somewhere right why not you know do a beach concert you know hey why not play the war field right <laughs> yeah why not i mean okay. the san quentin you know are playing in Folsom prison i mean that's a sold out show i mean that's you know there's shit there's a ton of people in prison isn't there i don't yeah. know i mean it's you know it's you know, as good of a place as any, and yeah, maybe it does create a certain vibe because you know how much raw and how much more honest can you get than a pri prison audience, right? That's you know different reality people, you know, with a very different life path than most of us. Um, yeah, that'd be that'd be epic. But Warfield would be epic too. Yeah. Even if it's all you know, good law-abiding citizens who are sober and. You know, so one time I got to party in the little ba backstage of the Warfield with the, one of the biggest Russian rock bands. And that was pretty cool to, to be there. Uh, we got really drunk and really stoned and talked about lots of deep, interesting subjects. <laughs> you sound like a philosopher. Well, I think if you write songs, uh, you have to be a philosopher. You also have to be a kid. Like yeah. If you're just, you know, all busy with adulting and you don't kind of think about things philosophically. Maybe maybe there are other songwriters there who are not, but I just don't think I could write anything if I didn't think philosophically or wasn't a bright-eyed kid, at least part of the day, going, look, there's a cloud, and it's pretty. Maybe I should write about it. Yeah, could relate to that. I'm inspired by chairs. Oh, do you have a chair fetish? Uh. Maybe I do. I, you know, it's funny about it. This uh, that that song that you played earlier for anyone that didn't hear the song earlier. It's like I don't have a foot or a chair of phobia, so I'm not like feet and chairs don't really freak me out at all. So I'm not anti feet or chairs, but the fetish thing. I feel like if you were on you. 
yeah, I don't know. There's probably just people out there that maybe didn't know they had a fetish until somebody brought it to their attention. Yeah, uh, if I may, you totally sound like a philosopher today. Do I? Thank you. Yeah, I've been. Uh, yeah, oh, I think I've always been. A, you know, you, you know, one one extreme is somebody has a fetish, whether sexual or some other obsession with something, an object or something. And of course, you know, I didn't even think of that. So yeah, if you are not afraid of something, where does it put you on the spectrum? Are you just neutral? You just yeah, so care less about a, you know, a food that's pedicured or whatever. That's where you nailed it. Yeah, so that's what it is, is that a fetish doesn't necessarily mean that it needs to be sexual. But when you talk about something not being sexual, then it's actually kind of sexual. Yeah, I mean, I think part of it is, you know, we we'll, we'll live in this Judeo-Christian country and there's a lot of guilt around sex and maybe if there wasn't so much guilt around sex maybe we'd, we could care less we would be just oh yeah sexual whatever you know, it's not interesting let's talk about life and where you know johnny cash played and where robert johnson learned to play guitar yeah i don't know it's like a plant you know just the trees and the whatever fall off the avocados fall off the tree and then they just naturally grow and that's there's nothing sexual about that at all, you know, but it could be thought of that way. Well, the way flowers and some other plants reproduce, it is very sexual. It's just you know the bees and little other bugs that you know come for the nectar. They take the little you know the seeds or whatever they're called properly to another flower that's of a different gender, and that's how some of the other plants reproduce. But you're right. And other organisms that reproduce completely asexually, I guess avocados are those are those types of. Well, is a tree an organism? I don't know, but there are organisms that are not plants that are animals that bud. They don't like have sex with each other. They just bud off, and then the bud becomes, uh, you know, a copy of of the parent unit. Yeah, I mean the thing with flowers, what I think is interesting, is that because you need a third party in there to transport the the pollen right that's what the bees do right yep it feels like i should know that ap biology rural wallenberg high school san francisco you know and then um you know marijuana plants and everyone knows that you can only smoke the female plant so they're just really horny on for on fertilized um female cannabis plants that that's the only thing you could smoke you know, they don't reproduce unless the seeds. So the seeds and see, I don't know how that happens. The whole pot plant thing and the, the seeds and how that happens. They're somehow able to fertilize. The The male um, cannabis plant is able to fertilize the female plant. But you don't want your, you know, people try not to get their buds seeded. So yeah, we, we're like we neuter the plant to smoke it. Like when you were a dog or a cat just to have a nice, you know, a live toy. Yeah. I didn't know you could only smoke the female plant. Now I know. I learned uh, something new today. I wonder if anyone out there knows that too. You, you could only smoke the female plant. It's the only part that buds and has THC. Hmm. So when is Seas Candy going to make uh, infused uh, candies? It's almost legal. Um... As long as Warren Buffett is alive, Seas Candies is not going to be going that direction. 
Mm. Warren Buffett is 90. Um, but I still don't think that a Berkshire Hathaway company would go that direction. Yeah, but with that kind of money, he could probably find a way to live a little longer than most 90-year-olds. I don't Maybe know. get cryo frozen to be resurrected and whatever. Re, re, I don't want to say resurrected, but religious people will get pissed off. But re, whatever, restarted. You know what I would like to do when I get really old is get, get downloaded electronically. Because I could do this, this thing being an electronic entity. I don't, you know, I could probably like fire up some Logic Pro in some <laughs> matrix and like keep writing songs as long as whatever makes my psyche and my consciousness mine. You know, I don't need legs and arms and, you know, I don't need an, uh, a butt. Yeah, like Troubadour fool, uh, Fool's Hologram. You know, I don't, have just... to be, I don't have to be visual. I mean, yeah, whatever. You could, you know, you, you, I, I could be some fractal thing on a wall, but. In terms of the psyche, the consciousness that allows me to write songs and to have this conversation with you and to enjoy sex and food and marijuana and, you know, very proper, you know, goody two-shoes candies, come see candy. Like, you know, because, you know, my tongue, you know, only registers it. My tongue doesn't know what tastes good. It's all in the psyche. So I could still enjoy candy and sex and music. You know, we could all go to like... Isn't there a song about that? It so smells like sex and candy. What is oh, that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, sex and candy. And yeah. hair. I don't know. I can't yeah, even yeah, think yeah. of the lyrics. You're right. Well, you know, what's interesting about songs, like who knows the lyrics to that song? But everybody Nobody. knows those three words or whatever, the, the six words of the chorus that repeat. So like why bother writing all these texts and all these lyrics if really what's going to get remembered is a few parts of the and maybe some lines that just stand out, right? You need to like have some sort of other substance. I feel like, you know, and, and maybe not every song. There's definitely a lot of songs out there. I mean, especially, you know, tequila. It's like, you only need one lyric for that song. It's like tequila. Do, 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 and that's like, it's all it needs. But that sex and candy song, I think probably if they just said that, then... Maybe they wouldn't even be able to play it on the radio. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, okay, let's take, you know, Shot Away, right? It took me the longest time to realize that Jagger is actually singing A Shot Away. I thought he was singing Chasing Shadows for the longest time. <laughs> right. There was a Bon Jovi song, I remember as a kid. My mom's a big uh, Bon Jovi fan. And there was this uh, song, uh, Living on Prayer. And I didn't, at the time I was a kid, I didn't know it. It's like, we're halfway there. I was like, um, it doesn't make a difference if we're naked or not. I thought he was saying naked. But he's saying make it. There's a song. That was the only. Uh, there's another one um, with Taylor Swift's uh, Blank Space. I remember all my ex-lovers say I'm crazy. It sounded like she was saying something about Starbucks. And I was just like, she's got a song about Starbucks? Remember when Smells Like Teen Spirit came out and they actually had to run the lyrics on MTV? This is before the internet. And not everybody had liner notes. Nobody could understand what he was saying except <laughs> with the lights out. <laughs> it's less dangerous. And then like the other parts of the lyrics, some of it were okay to understand. But yeah, I had to read the lyrics to understand what Cobain was screaming and Smells Like Teen Spirit. Well, that that's a, I'm glad that you brought that up because that is a, that song is, you know, I don't know, I'm not the artist 
artist's head, you know, Kurt's head. But I mean, he's very clearly saying that he feels stupid and contagious that he's just doing this to entertain us. And it's like, because you can't understand what he's saying. And then he's saying mosquito, he's making up all this stuff because he knows no one's going to understand what he's saying anyway. Um, yeah, that's some subliminal communication that people didn't get at first. I think maybe some, most people don't get it still. But I mean, it was like, I feel like that way, I mean, everyone's just singing the lyrics, right? They're just, but they don't know what it's about. And I'm sure there's a lot of other bands like that too. But uh, yeah, it smells like Teen Spirit. With the lights out, it's this dangerous. Here we are. Yeah, I mean, it's like very clearly like he he's saying in his lyrics, he's like almost making fun of himself where, yeah. And um, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a really unique um, song that you brought up and I'm glad you did. You think about that song and you think about if that song was called With the Lights Out, would it have had the same effect if it wasn't, Named smells like Teen Spirit. You know who knows that such such a voodoo magic, uh, un unpredictable. Uh, you know, losing my religion. Smell like smells like Teen Spirit. All these songs that should not have been hits because they came out despite. You know, they didn't sound like their other hits. In fact, you know, I was watching this video. REM. You know, they were kind of fed up. They were just getting famous, and they're like, you know what? Let's release songs that are not going to make us famous or. Rachel has just released this and everybody goes, this is amazing. This is better than this other stuff that everyone else is playing. And now and became, they became superstars and Nirvana, is it the timing and why Nirvana and not some of the other Seattle bands? But obviously Cobain is a genius and one of my biggest influences. I, I love his, his stuff, but you know, why, why that? Why did Smell Like Teen Spirit take over the world and kill hair metal? What was the last thing you said? Well, how did that kill hair metal? You know, hair metal, yeah. Hair metal or whatever the proper term is. But, you know, the 80s, you know, Guns N' Roses are cool, but all the other bands like, uh, you know, all the Warrens and Skid Rose and, and those are some of the better ones. And then all these others that, there was a band called Firehouse was just kind of like, huh? Sounds like everyone else. Yeah. Dudes with long hair with, you know, really flashy guitar solos. And, and, but that's what was selling. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, the whole grunge scene, I can imagine being up there in the 90s. I was a little bit too young. But uh, being up there, and it was probably super grimy. So I have a friend here, here in San Francisco. She's friends with the Spoonman. This Spoonman, who is in the song by Soundgarden. And this guy actually plays phenomenal spoons with, like, orchestras. And he's this auteur of spoon, spoon percussion. Oh, interesting. His name, I forgot his name, but a friend who lives here who's a musician and an artist she's she actually knows him personally yeah. yeah it's my only connection connection yeah what an interesting time i mean i just feel like the whole grunge thing in seattle was probably really grimy and then you know going to la and getting signed under geffen records it just turned into this really kind of a plasticky thing that That'd was marketable cool. they had scouts that open mics looking for you and i but yeah that guy let's give him a contract put him in a studio 
Put him on a plane to tour the world. Yeah. Could happen. You got another song in you, huh? Play back the Tiki Desk concert? Um, yeah, what should I play? So some of my songs I channel Foo Fighters and Cobain. Other songs I channel Robert Johnson. Other songs I channel, and I write like a song every two weeks, so <laughs> I can't stop writing. And other songs I channel Yes and Early Genesis. <laughs> but I also write folk songs at the same time. So I don't know, what should I play? Should I do the Land of Junkies and Engineers again, or I did that two weeks ago? Do whatever you feel like it, yeah. Actually, let me do, let me pull up lyrics, because I'm afraid I'll start singing and I'll forget. But I have the song uh, called um, Soul Play. So Soul Play is one of the festivals here in the Bay Area, and it's one of these, you know, tantra, weird, you know, new age, hippie shit festivals. But it's really cool, and I wrote this song after going to the festival. It really inspired me. And there's a car playing music outside. It's very nice. It's the Mission District for you here, 21st in Florida. We've got some comedy after here. we got another song by Troubadour Fools. We're going to be playing back as Tiki Desk Concert. And, wow. Just get ready to start this weekend up. Anyone know what Amiku Tayasin means? I may not be pronouncing it right, but in the Lakota language of the native tribes it means we're all connected so that's the outro of the song Amikutayasin The sun is putting on songs of red and riddles stars map out the sky the points for needles, but breathing deep with shivers, one will find reflection, the beam true to self, for we're all connections, la 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 la
thank you. Now this is more folky, tribal. Definitely not early Genesis, I guess. <laughs> We are winding down at the end of the show. We're all tuning in to JW Make Awake Show. Getting geared up for some comedy. Right after this show, for the weekend, we're going to be playing back Jupiter Fools Tiki Desk Concert. we got another uh, comedic Tiki Desk we're going to be hosting uh, next Saturday. It's going to be the first full-blown comedy Tiki Desk. Shaking. Lots of exciting things happening. Farmers market on Sunday. 37th in Pacheco. Starting to reopen again. This might be the first weekend in a while. Places are really starting to open up, ramp up. Doing, going to doing some salsa dancing later tonight. Looking forward to that. Salsa dancing. Loving it. Just get down. Got a fast cafe tomorrow. Got a competition after the show today. Got Morris, Barnes and Morris. Put up a couple weeks. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And we are back in action here. We're going to be playing back that Troubadour Fools Tiki Desk concert right now. I'm Troubadour Fools. I'm Enjoy. I'm to be here at Tiki Desk concert series with JW Blunt. We're in San Francisco. It's a little windy, but that's what we have here in San Francisco climate. And thank you for joining us. And uh, I'll just play a bunch of my songs. And uh, hopefully you'll enjoy. This one's called The Peace of Love. Write down a number on my head. I will probably sleep until four. I don't mind if they don't understand. Dream. 
I cannot see your faces or whatever it is on camera, but I'm sure you're here with me and I'm for sure I'm here with you. This one is called The Land of Junkies and Engineers. It's a song about San Francisco. In the land of junkies and engineers live Democrats, bombs, millionaires. Shamans, doctors, lawyers, investors, poets, musicians, burners and jesters, unaffordable prices and sidewalks that stink can coexist. Or so with big skyscrapers like tampons and bubble the grind, shaking from stress and from earthquakes sometimes. But exits exist. For select few, the American dream. Where are you? Lie, la, la, lie, la, la, lie, la, lie. The American dream, where are you? Lie, la, la, lie, la, la, lie, la, lie. The American dream. Leaving your love. There's no free time, no matter pursuit. World to be pimps and prostitutes. The summer like winter, the winter like fall. Silicon Gulch, the Valley of Gold, the insane archive with their warm guns, the reality show of nuisance and down the home of the brave, the land of the free, where death and taxes are guaranteed. But exits exist for select few, the American dream. Where are you? Have your sad, dead or alive Don't leave your place And you can survive Rabbing shoulders with bombs and the techniques The infantile smiles are incomplete And the fog makes it all surprisingly clear In the land of junkies and engineers And engineers 
America's other priorities The bubble of tech and real estate The bubble of super conscious states The land of computers The land of computers The land of gold The land of fears The land of junkies And engineers For select few, the American dream. Where are you? Lie, la, lie, la, la, lie, la, lie. The American dream. Where are you? Lie, la, la, lie, la, la, lie, la, lie. The American dream. Where are you? Lie, la, la, lie, la, la, lie, la, lie. The American dream. try to uh, read and sing, which hopefully will work out. This one is called Rocket. It's one of my recent songs. Who are you the same as today? Were you the same as before? Have you tried running away? Have you tried opening doors? Were you asleep? Awake, were you alone or with tribe? Did you have something to take? Were you feeling the vibe on a sun, sun, shiny day? Putting steps in my pocket, hitch a ride on a rocket. Watch it fly as you stay And watch it fly as you stay Did someone offer you love? Did someone offer you care? Did the rain fall from above? Were you breathing the air? Did the rain... Uh, did you have something to say? Did you have something to hear? Were the children at play? Were things as they appear? On a sun, sun, shiny day Putting steps in my pocket Hitch a ride on a rocket Taking its toll 
ground control is a lie Taking the fall For each and for all Ground control goodbye On a sun sunshiny day Putting stamps in my pocket Hitch a ride on a rocket And watch it fly as you stay And watch it fly As you stay. Woo! <coughs> <coughs> yeah. To rehearse this one a little more. Um, yeah, you know, I have different influences when I write, and this is me channeling uh, the Foo Fighters, or Foo Fighters, I don't know if there's a dead in front of the Foo Fighters. I love Dave Grohl. And some of my songs I channel, I don't know, Morrison, and some I channel. Marty and others, I don't know. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna do a song called What Matters Most. This one I wrote on Mount Shasta after a certain very uh, interpersonal, spiritual journey. And whoever has had similar journeys may recognize the imagery in the song. Comprehension aside, giving in to the worries and into the days. Our wanderers wander a journey ahead, holding hands with the unexplained. It's just a figure speech you can reach. It's just a figure of thought, so we all get a little bit lost to be able to find what matters most. Trees grow branches there to climb, heads grow eyes there to see. The wisdom of stones, written in stone Letting it go and letting it be It's just a figure of speech you can reach It's just a figure of thought So we all get a little bit lost To be able to find what matters most It's just a figure of touch It's just a figure of light 
It's just a figure of life. It's just a figure of love. It's just a figure of touch. It's just a figure of life. It's just a figure of life. It's just a figure of some burners in the audience, come on, it's San Francisco. You know, 90% of San Francisco disappears to the burn, kind of August, so come on. This one is called Playa Dust, which I wrote after the 2016 burn, and was inspired by a little sheet of paper that I saw at one of the saunas that found a way to bring a sauna, or like a steam bath, it wasn't steam, it was dry sauna, to the playa. And the sheet said uh, Playa Dust, but I happened to be bilingual, I speak Russian. I write in Russian too, and it said Playa Dust in Russian, which actually means the player provides. The literal translation of Playa Dust in Russian is player provides. So I wrote the song in Russian, then I rewrote it, rewrote it in English. So here we go, Playa Dust. Tiny bit mad, 
Walking the desolation row with a game of chess. I'm feeling the hurt, mama. I'm feeling the hurt. I'm feeling the hurt, mama. I'm feeling the hurt. The comfort of strangers, mama, will save this world. I can't tell anymore when this will be over. Or will the thunder sound? Or will it pass over? Or what will tomorrow bring? I can't tell anymore. Am I losing my religion? Or am I looking Are you tired? of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio. Got the mutiny, mutiny radio, my friend. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny, mutiny radio. Got mutiny radio, my friend. You ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Oh, shit. From time to time, I've been giving it a thought of two. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. Daryl, are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes. And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dag nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. I'm Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Let's Spiegelman. We're hosts of. 
Follow us on the podcast by with our acronym L W A F L M O Y T. We watch a full length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah. L W A F L M O Y T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah, right. Standard I'm time. so lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. 